0: Welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast. I'm Xbox World Associate Editor Andy Hartup, and I am joined by a particularly strong team <laughs> this week. Uh, we have Mike Gapper.
1: Yeah, I'm back. I'm Iron back, kids. Iron hits.
0: Man Mike Gapper. Yeah, I'm back. And Matthew Castle. Hello. Strong Man Matthew Castle. Well, weak. Weak. Physically. Weak. Strong weak mentally. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, huge. Huge, but with a tiny little man inside. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of like... um. You're like a. It's like your body is like the mech suit for a tiny little coward who pilots it.
2: I, I, think, I think myself more of like Krang in the, in the Teenage Mutant <laughs> <being laughs> okay. Ninja Turtles in the stomach of that bloke.
1: Yeah, so you, you've got this big powerhouse body, yeah. clutching planes out of the sky. Yeah. And at the, at the core is a soft, squishy, There's very, very a,
2: vulnerable. But a brain, fundamentally, a, a, an intelligent being.
1: Well, that's a bit, bit, um, a bit boastful of you, I think. Well, it's just the way it is. Let me, uh, let me stop you there and ask a question. What's uh, you guys? What's your uh, your favorite kind of dinosaur? Ooh.
0: That's really out of the blue. Wow! Yeah. So
2: Velociraptors. Velociraptors. It's a popular. That's like
1: someone who watched Jurassic Park as a kid and never got over it. Yeah, I like a pterodactyl. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Velociraptors?
2: Uh, I like their pack hunting uh, sort of thing they got going.
1: I like pterodactyls' long faces.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you watch Flight of the Conchords? Because this reminds me of that guy from Flight of the Concords. It's no, uh, I watch M- Murray's, Murray's That's friend.
1: those musical Canadian guys or Australian guys, or whatever it is, New right? Zealand, yeah. New Zealand, right, okay.
0: So uh, one of Murray's mates, his, his thing is, like, he's, he's really quite creepy. He just sort of turns up and asks them loads of questions, like really random questions, all quick fire.
1: Um, I'm, because he'll never listen to this, I can actually say it. But my, um, my girlfriend's um, brother-in-law is uh, he's a super nice guy. He asks like, questions. He's a he's a, he's a question guy. He's always really interested in what people oh, have to Mr. say.
2: Questions. Mr.
1: Questions. Mr. Questions. But it's because he's really interested in what you, you what you have to say. and He wants to learn stuff about it, and it's a really like a, it's a nice trait. It's a great trait. Um, and after about an hour of it, it's just, you, your mind collapses under the weight of questions.
2: Yeah. It's. Uh, so you ask specific questions or broad questions? Specific. Oh, you see, I had, a, I had a friend at university who'd literally sit down with people, and he'd say things like. Uh, so you uh, you like fantasy novels, right? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. You get like, cool. Uh, what uh, what fantasy novels should I be reading? And they'd <laughs> oh, be like, big, I, they'd be like I don't question. really know where to start. Like I've actually, you know, fantasy novels are a big part of my life. Uh, you know, it's a very broad genre. But he'd say, Well, what are they just? It's
0: funny you get put on the spot like that, and it doesn't matter how many. How many fantasy novels, in your
2: case, you've read? You yeah. just, your
0: mind goes blank. You
2: go, uh... uh and you just go, the Lord of the Rings? And it's like, oh, that's pretty mainstream. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought you were special.
1: Yeah. I knew that was something I should be reading. But if we get that with games as well. though. so many times has someone said to you, like, listen, my son's looking for a game. What's a good sort of 15-rated 15, game. 15 <laughs> game that he will enjoy? And you're like, um... Yeah. There's a lot of games, man. Like, can you be more specific? And you end up you, you lo- know, looking like you know nothing.
0: You know she's just going to go out and buy cod.
1: Yeah. Ch- chances are, ask what's going to happen. go,
0: little Johnny I've called,
1: But no, this no, he's this 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 <laughs> fella. He he will ask you questions like um, like. You you'll say you say you say oh yeah I write about games. He'll be like oh really that's interesting. So we, you play you you have to play the game. You'll right. be like yeah. Sometimes you'll go to an event and uh, interview someone. Mm. Oh you you go to an event interview Yeah, yeah. Oh, where where would the event, where would you go for one of those events? And you'd be like, oh, it's usually like uh, some sort of club venue in London or some sort of bar mm. or, you know, um, a, a sort of a room. They'll book like mm. a, a kind of a, a, an event room. So, oh, okay, what sort of, um, what sort of, what's the, what's the sort of order of the day? You know, what do you do? Do you sort of sit down? you be like, <laughs> Oh, you'll be like, yeah, yeah I, you know, you turn up and then you sort of may usually play the game and then you get an interview. Oh, that's interesting. What sort of questions do you ask so when a, you interview? someone? really yourself? crap Parkinson. It's, it's, it's <laughs> an interesting
0: segue to that. I'm off to one of these press events today. You are, aren't you, this to afternoon? See, to see, well, to, to have confirmed to me what I've already seen. <laughs> the, the new Xbox dashboard.
1: I, this is one of those ridiculous whoa, events, whoa, right? Yeah. This is <laughs> one of those events where Microsoft is saying, listen, if you come and check out our new dashboard, we'll hook you up with the new dashboard. That's correct. Which you which we probably could have got access to anyway if you'd registered for I'll,
0: the beta. I'll get it probably a matter of hours before anyone else. Well, it's out on to, the 6th, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm going to see the new <laughs> dashboard today. I've already seen someone using it in the office anyway. Yeah, I've already um, used it
1: myself at Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, your impressions of the new dashboard? Good. I, I think it's really, really good. But I do have some reservations, and uh, we can get into those now if you want. Yeah, let's do it. So, look... New dashboard launches on the 6th. It uses the uh, Metro interface from Autometric design language. As Microsoft would be would want you to say. This has
0: nothing to do with a free newspaper you get in London, oh, right. no, or the Parisian or the, subway system. No, it's it's or based. Or the it, it is Russian Russian actually, but
1: believe it or not, it is actually based on the Swiss public transport system. Oh really? They actually <laughs> took some of the design elements from the, the Swiss, system. the
0: Swiss know how to get
1: about. They know how to get about. Well, yeah. Microsoft also know they how to get you about well. on the um, on their dashboard because it's designed for touch. It's just big square panels. And honestly, the Windows Phone interface is probably the best interface on any phone at the it's really really good very much designed for touch you swipe through your list of things very natural it shows you a lot of information all at once on these panels in a way the iphone doesn't i've got an iphone i love my iphone i wouldn't be without it but it doesn't show you a lot of information you've got to go into separate apps to get separate information well with windows phone it puts all that in your face you can see all your relevant information right away and if you want a deeper level information you just tap on the panels you want to you want to go into it's going to be a part of big
0: panels as well.
1: big, big thumb-sized it's panels. It's not because,
0: you know, Connect isn't isn't the most sort of well, you know accu- what? We'll get accurate tracking. To, we'll but you've got, that got nice big panels and you can sort of, you know, you can t- oh, touch Oh, so it's a
1: Connect, yeah. thing. Well, so I'm a little uh,
2: behind on Metro.
1: Again, we'll get to Well, I'll touch on that in a second because that's the big problem with this new dashboard because it's going to be on um, PC too. Mm. And we've actually used it on PC. You can use it in the developer preview of Windows 8, which is actually public. You can go and download it yourself right now. It's obviously very buggy, but you know you can give it a go. And I think the first thing any PC user is going to do is turn it off because it's designed for touch interfaces, yeah. not for clicking on a mouse. Because think about things you do on a phone all the time: pinch to zoom, that kind of thing. Mm. You, you put two thumb, finger, and thumb on the screen, and you just like spread your thumb yeah, yeah, to yeah. zoom and pinch together to to make it small. How do you do that with a mouse?
2: You get it's two. You get two mice, and <laughs> well, you treat them like a thumb and a finger. That's the, that's well, the that's thing. Right? You pull your mouse apart. You pull your two so mice like, apart. That's, yeah. that's
1: the question. So it's like, or <laughs> it isn't natural. What's natural on a phone isn't natural on a desktop monitor. Yeah. Of course, the beauty of Connect is. You can do all of that stuff. You could have an image, you could reach out with both hands, grab the two corners of the image and just stretch it out. You can oh, swipe right. your hand left and right to cycle through the interface, mm-hmm. hold your hand up to touch those big panels. Like Andy says, they're big, chunky panels that you can just, oh, I want some games, and you just put your hand on the panel. You say, <laughs> you want. I want to switch to the Media Blade. Brilliant. You swish left and right and you go to it. You think, oh, actually, I want to play... Uh, this game, but I'd have to swish my thing six times right and then f- grab the panel. Well, instead of doing that, you just go connect Xbox games, um, you know, toy soldiers, and it'll just get you straight into that game. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But what if you don't have connect?
2: Yeah. What do you, what? what? Because, you know, well, because a, lot, a lot of people don't have Kinect. It's not oh, designed yeah. for a
1: mouse and it ain't designed for a controller either. It's no, designed I, for connect. I
0: found it quite awkward sort of using it with the pad because it was like. It, it, in a way it sort of feels like the old blade system but without the blades but flicking through it felt felt sort of quite awkward because the 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 s- selection kept sticking as as i scrolled across it kept sticking on on whatever i i'd, I'd swished across to and then i had to move up again and move across and this
1: is with the controller yeah
0: yeah this is with the controller so it doesn't it doesn't doesn't feel as as slick with the controller and yeah it is designed what? for connecting and the thing is, much like the Kinect itself, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's Microsoft sort of poking its nose into the future.
1: Very much so, because this Metro interface is going to be a part of the next Xbox. That's what's going to power the next Xbox. It's definitely what Mike. I mean, I interviewed Mike, the guys at Microsoft, and they, I said to them, "Is this as good as UIs can get for the next few years?" And they said, "We think so. We mm. think this is as good as it can be." For the next few years, which means and if you mean the next few years, you're talking three years, you're talking the next generation of Xbox as well. So oh, yeah, the next yeah. Xbox will launch with an interface similar to this. But of course, the next Xbox will launch with a Kinect in the box. Mm. That's, a, that's a given. Mm. Uh, so everyone will have it. But right now, not everyone has it. And when you think, in the, old, in the current dashboard, NXE, what you do, you tap up and down to go through the different types of content. Mm. And tap left and right to go through the channels. Now you always to correct me on this one, Andy. Mm. With the new dashboard, uh, the Metro-installed one, Microsoft's called the Twist interface. Mm. You tap the left and right bumpers or triggers to cycle between the different sections.
0: Yeah, or, or you can just sort of scroll or, through them with the stick.
1: Or you can scroll through them with the stick. But then within the inter- within each page, you have to you can you, you use a combination of up, down, left, and right to yeah. cycle between yeah. the different
0: things. I can't, I can't quite remember. I think there was four panels within each. Yeah. within each page.
1: On some, it's eight. I think on some, it yeah. you can be as many as eight. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like in the old dashboard, you go up and down to select your topic, left and right to select your channel. Mm. Now it's left and right to select your topic, up, down, left, and right to select your channel. It's more complication. Mm, right. So what make what is what is simpler on Connect becomes actually more complicated
2: mm.
1: on a controller. Maybe it's a
2: way of bullying you into buying Connect. Really you're is. just like, oh, well, man, I better get Kinect I can't do this. You,
0: you sort of joke about that because I can see you smiling a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it is... Oh, is it? It is. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> not so veiled Yates. attempt to sort of introduce you to what Connect can do. It's it's saying, "Hey, there's this new dashboard. You see Minority Report? Yeah, with Tom Cruise doing that thing. Yeah, you want to be Tom Cruise?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Tom Cruise in Minority Report. He's a rough old time. Yeah, he's. Right. He gets his eyes taken out. But by, uh, he, he, by lived, he lives.
0: He lives quite well outside of Minority Report. Anyway, the point I'm <laughs> trying to make is this: yeah, uh, it, it showcases. Another thing that Kinect can do, and another potential sort of future for what the Xbox mm. can be. So in in that way, it's it makes Kinect more of an aspirational product than say, you know, your granny sort of shaking shaking around. <laughs> oh, don't say And I mean, I mean and that, 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 that hey, sort it, of you know what? We've, we've said
1: this before as well. We said like you play uh, you play with Forza with Kinect. The the fun Forza the Kinect functions in the Forza exp- like driving experience. Suck mm. the head tracking, <laughs> no good. The um, it, it was a nice try, but it doesn't work, it's just not good enough. Uh, the the way that sort of joyride steering thing hey, you know what, if you're five years old, maybe it's fun, but if no one else is going to use it. But navigating the UI with voice control mm. is a game changer, mm. it's really really good. And I that's a feature I thought I'd never use, but Forza's got a massive UI, mm. massive. And when you realize, like, oh, I can jump from six levels deep in one, uh, one section to six levels deep in another section with one voice command mm. instead of all those button presses. It becomes really nice, really fluid and really natural. And, hey, you know what? The 360's got a massive UI. There is so much content on the 360 these days and it can get you around it real fast. Mm. You always feel goofy using voice control at first. But it's actually pretty cool.
0: And, the, yeah, the voice control in the new dashboard is, is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's pretty good on accents, um, um, I have the, to test the, it
1: against a Scot. Test it against some Scottish people. We
0: need. We need to get a hardcore Scot.
1: Yeah, proper the the proper Glaswegian to, test it. to yeah. test it.
2: Yeah. Um, Does it, doesn't it
1: use uh, some kind of
2: fancy search thing? So you can you don't have to search things by name. You can search by like yeah. keywords and yeah, so Bing. Is Bing is yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: Bing is Microsoft's search engine right. that,
0: that uh, no one uses because was, we all use Google. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think Microsoft's problem is uh, Google is now a word. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a brand that has become part of language. You Google something, you yeah. search for you, you, don't you Bing Google it. it. Bing oh, it Google. sounds like sounds a bit you rude. Look, yeah, you sound as if you're going to do something. But you know what? The
1: word, word "thing" is clearly designed to be that thing. It's kind of going to Bing this go and Bing anybody- that. Uh, I see. It's I see it's, to me, to it sounds mm. more
2: like a kind of like a bing, like oh, here's the idea, like the answer's turned up. Mm. You know, like a light bulb, ding ding. I'm thinking of
1: yeah, but mm. but you know, you're right there. Maybe yeah. Microsoft got the naming of their thing wrong. They probably spent billions working <laughs> yeah. working out how they were going to brand like, oh, it. Oh
0: god,
2: why do we call it? Bing.
1: Yeah. I, th- I
0: think it's quite a smart name, but I, I just think they they got overtaken by Google. But you know, it's it's possible Connect could could get some ground back because mm. you know you all you say is is Xbox Bing, and whatever you want to get at and say you say Xbox being Harry Potter because you want to yeah look at Harry Potter you will get all the films up there that and all on, the games on the marketplace all the games yeah. all the DLC yeah, yeah. it'll come up and then you know you can scroll through it and select it and it's all very slick and yeah. and futuristic but you know again if you don't have the pad you're uh, you're missing out I one thing I do not know and one thing we'll have to test whether or not you can use voice commands using a headset through a pad, I'd suggest it's unlikely. I think it's
1: unlikely too, but there's no reason why you can't do it. There's mm. absolutely no reason, because the Kinect doesn't have any voice recognition ability in it. Mm. It's Microsoft software on the 360 that's doing the voice recognition. Mm. And mm. that's the thing. You, with Forza, you can't. You've got to have Kinect. Now, you know what? I think last year, well, this year, rather, was the, uh, the death of Kinect as a serious gaming device. I think Child of Eden came along and proved... That it's not going to be a serious gaming device. Like, you know, the, ki, the, the game which would most was hmm. most likely to work with Kinect, work well with Kinect, doesn't work well with Kinect. Hmm. The minute that man came on stage with his gloves and started dancing about, yeah,
0: I just thought, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do Michael that. Michael Jackson, just pass Battlefield. Yeah, just you know, keep me gloves. Give me the pad back. Keep your gloves yeah. on. Glove,
1: but but yeah. <laughs> make no mistake, the next version of Connect. Connect's already evolving. Mm. There's a new version of Kinect coming to Windows soon. It's actually designed for desktop, so it's got a new short range mode, right. which bodes very well for the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it means so the idea of being to use it in a smaller space. Mm, mm. It's designed for distances as small as thirty centimeters now. It's actually a smaller device as well, and it'll clip on top of your monitor, presumably. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I mean, they're already evolving Connect. It'll obviously have better kit in there. And when the next Xbox comes along, make no mistake—that's going to be a very, very powerful version of Kinect. We're talking finger tracking. You've had rumours this week talking about lip reading and stuff like that. That, trust me, that's not going to happen. But it will be able to recognise when you smile. I mean, in theory, Kinect can already do yeah, that. Which
2: is never when you're playing well, Kinect,
1: e- even basically. basically it's, <laughs> it's automatically takes
2: smiles. Like basic yeah. cameras. Yeah, and Entry there's no reason Kinect can't do, can do it. it
1: yeah. But the new Kinect will, and I hear this from my own sources, that the next Kinect will be tracking fingers, just no problem at all. Hey, mm. you know what? Microsoft are going to be doing a patch next year mm. which, which say for Ghost Recon, for Mass Effect, that will give it a much smaller degree of tracking, much more precise degree of mm. tracking. Because there's only so much precision you can get. With the low-resolution camera that you've got inside Connect, yeah. When the next Connect comes along and they put like a 1080p camera inside it, then you're looking at a whole new world for Brilliant. that machine. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll finally be able to flip the bird at a Child of Eden when it fails to register so you, my we were, amazing paying. We were talking about this the other day,
1: right? You know, we, you got voice, the voice command. Maybe like you know, Microsoft put in a little system so that. It's constantly recording. So you play a play and connect and it's actually sending it's feedback. It's market research, Market isn't it? research, yeah.
2: They're like, you know, it's, it's, it's looking at his face. We can see that he's not smiling for, like, Aren't 70% of, of Fable on Rails, whatever it's called. I, th- I <laughs> think you'll find uh,
0: Dance Central is actually a clever sort of secondary source of revenue for Microsoft, because what it's doing is it's recording you. Waving your arms about like an absolute idiot. And it's posting it on YouTube and
2: getting loads of clicks for all the people <laughs> yeah. turning up and going,
0: lol, lol. look it's, at that man. Which, look,
2: what does he think he's doing? He's which, waving his arms around. We're repackaging it, selling it to uh, Japanese television studios. It's like <laughs> stupid gauging dance challenge. <laughs>
1: Did you see that Japanese game show I sat around in the office the other day? It's a bunch of guys got to climb a load of steps. All you do is climb to a flight, top of a flight of stairs. They're hard, uh, shiny stairs. And they're covered in KY jelly. It's like it's like a wa- it's like a waterfall of KY jelly. Oh, Japanese are brilliant. Uh, it's brilliant. So when we post this um, podcast, I'll actually put a link uh, in, on our Twitter feed and Facebook to this this show. It's the the funniest show I've ever seen. I bet they're smashing their faces on they're, their steps pretty hard. They're yeah. it's the most. Pa- <laughs> they're some of the most painful falls I've ever seen captured on live television. And here's the here's the best part. You get halfway up, and there's guys at the top who are looking to push you down. <laughs> So, even, even if you manage to just keep on your feet, and bear in mind, most people don't, and at the bottom, there's like a moat of KY Jelly. So there's just you- a
2: man cackling over all this, the kind of commentator?
1: That's what they usually have. Just a song. guy, just a guy, screw, just wailing in Japanese. Graphics. Yeah. <laughs> Random kanji popping. <laughs> you know um, Takeshi's Castle? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Takeshi's Castle. You know in Japan, that show has a plot. yeah all of those characters you see on the show like maiming people smashing them through doors knocking them off bridges and stuff they're actually like characters and they have little skits little (laughs) comedy skits before each one and over here what we do is we snip them to pieces and craig charles just dicks around over the top of it yeah yeah. in japan it's like it'll have a whole episode we'll have a story (laughs) that is is possibly the hardest game show of all time
2: to what to win yeah
1: Yeah. I i don't think
0: i've ever seen anyone win it
1: no it's impossible when right? they're
0: doing that thing at the end with the water pistol shooting through the ring.
1: It's just impossible because the, the, the contestants have got the weakest water pistols in the world. They're going up against like fireman Sam. I'm not, I'm not <laughs>
0: entirely sure what what the, what the point of that end bit is. It just seems like organised chaos. But I'm sure if there's a plot to it, it, it makes sense.
1: Crystal Maze had a tough ending as well, though. Like you get in a crystal dome to grab all those tickets. Yeah, with less than twenty five seconds, what can yeah. you do? I mean this it's little foil tickets whizzing around the room. Oh, it's like
2: when they used to weigh up where they'd like lost like a big fat like idiot in, in one of the rooms. Yeah, and they- they're like, <laughs> Do you want to buy him back? And you could see them all kind of like looking at each other so just outside the of their eyes. You can tell they're like, Well, you know, we re- you know, really
0: he's <laughs> no watching you right now. Do you want to buy him back? And they're all sort of going, Well, uh yeah, he's a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, but. it's nice. And
1: that and the big dumb lumbox get themselves himself locked in. Is um, on the, when you watch the TV show, he's been locked in for forty-five minutes. In real life, apparently, the show was filmed over the course of a day. Mm. So if you got locked in, they really would lock you in. No. If, if you were if you surely you, not It's you were room, in, isn't it? Apparently no. You had to be. You would you would have to you would sit in there. They would bring you cups of tea and stuff. Apparently. <laughs> if what, you, mumsy if, if would you, bring you cups of tea? If on the if you on the, <laughs> that's, how like
0: his, that's how what's his name got the job as a child catcher in that. Yeah. Bang bang. <laughs> yeah.
1: On the, uh, the if you were if you went in the first game. Oh, well, like a skill game, please. You go in and you prove yourself distinctly unskilled. <laughs> you get yourself locked in. You could be in there for seven hours. Just sitting just there. getting t-
2: bombarded just with t- Richard th- O'Brien's harmonica.
1: Yeah, and you just you just sit there while everyone else is <laughs> running around. And like, remember as a production crew, runners come up to you and go, You're all right? You're getting on the K in there? He'd be like, Yeah. He's yeah. like, Do you want a sandwich? Can I have a book. Yeah. yeah. Do you, yes. Does it look like the others are going to let me out
2: in the dome? <laughs>
1: <And> they're like, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. they, They've got three crystals and it's not looking good. good. And they're like, Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you don't even get your moment of glory in the dome.
2: I don't think the dome is a moment of glory, Because everyone looks like an idiot in the dome because yeah. you're just grabbing. It's the worst television ever, the Crystal Dome. Yeah, you can't see part. no the rest. You of the can't show see great, what they're getting because it's mm. just chaos, it's visual chaos. And at the end of it, it's completely arbitrary. It's like you won an activity weekend or you didn't. You know, so it's, it's always an activity <laughs> weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Always, always. <laughs> There's no worse prize. Yeah, because I mean, it's not just like oh yeah, I get to go with my friends Matt Castle and Andy Hart up on an activity weekend, and we get to dick around and fire a of bows and arrows and paintball one another, and then go on a zip line. Like that would be fun. Mm. But it's like no, I'm going on an activity weekend with a bunch of total strangers. Yeah, yeah. and
0: after the. A, a, I bet that activity weekend get gains an extra flavour when old um, John Locks in the room comes along <laughs> and says, You didn't bloody let me out. Yeah. Oh, now I'm on this activity
2: weekend. <laughs> I'm not bloody speaking <laughs> to you.
1: No, no <laughs> idea who they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
2: all right, jerks. Yeah. Remember yeah. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> me on the guy you left in the in the yeah, oceanic exactly. zone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, God, we need to talk about games. What have you been playing, Matt Castle?
2: What have I been playing? Uh, bizarrely, uh, I've been, I was sort of playing it for a review, but I've, I've been sort of dabbling with it outside of work as well because I'm sort of wrong like that. You make
0: it sound like an illegal substance.
2: Uh, well, it kind of it should be uh, a GoldenEye 007 Reloaded. Reloaded for for which is which is Reloaded from Wii. It's a Wii game that they've ported to. Uh, but see, this is this is where we
1: get to actually have an interest. This is this is where the new team comes to full effect because with the old the old team, Mikey, Matt, and Pellet, the uh, the B team as I like to call them, they uh, <coughs> the next guys. That's uh, nah, not true because I mean, they might hear this, that's actually not true at all. Yeah. Sort of, yeah.
0: well, you you. For some more B plus to the C team. Yeah, but B B plus.
1: Anyway, yeah. So they um those guys uh, like I like fighting games. And Matt would like playing super deep RPGs and Tim would love playing football games. And none of us would ever really get a chance to sort of play games together. But what we got right now is a team which just plays everything so what? we actually sat down and played Goldeneye together
2: we played some split screen four player but GoldenEye. you know what
1: not to, do, not to do the other guys down because Tim played as well because mm-hmm. we, I mean Tim's sitting right next to us in, in the mm. office and he was playing too guess what Tim showed some skill
2: yeah he, he showed is. some Goldeneye it's skills a, it's muscle memory or something kind of takes you back
1: but it's not proper Goldeneye is it So what it's is, not
2: it's uh, what is
1: it explain it's basically
2: a... like, I don't know the kind of like who has the, the Goldeneye license or whatever but uh, Activision uh, did a, uh, made a relaunch Goldeneye on the Wii last year It was like a big kind of E3 exclusive. It was like, GoldenEye's back. And everyone was like, brilliant, GoldenEye. And they were like, Eurocom's making it. And everyone was like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) Oh, right, And it follows
1: the levels. But it's It's GoldenEye. The same as the original levels. You're like, what, they're just remakes? And they go... No. No, they're not. It's
2: like the level, like if you looked at the level list, it's like dam, uh, dam, uh, facility, runway, you know, it goes, Mm. it follows the right structure of the game. And there's a few like bits of architectural similarities, like the opening of the opening area, like the opening of dam, you know, where the camera zooms down above the watchtower and there's old bond waiting. That area is like one, one to one. It's not old bond. is it? It's not old bond. That's the strangest thing. It's golden. Now you're like, I like golden. I bet he'll piss Brosnan. He's, He's okay. Okay. and The camera zooms down. It's old Daniel Craig with his stern James Bond face <laughs> and his horrible dead eyes. Because it, like, it doesn't really matter because you don't see who you're playing as. But it's a sort of it's a it's a, a thematic kind of. Bork, because Goldeneye is a very different era of Bond mm. to Daniel Craig. It's
1: satellite weapons, it's stealth exactly. helicopters, it, it's, it's girls
2: who crash with their legs. Yeah,
0: Daniel Craig would not put up with that era of Bond. No, definitely not. He would punch someone and walk off, looking yeah, all
2: sullen. And the moment yeah. he met Robbie Coltrane, he'd be like, "No, I'm no, I'm not <laughs> dealing with that comedy character." Yeah, you might, might break his neck. Who's this <laughs> guy?
1: Why the hell has he got golden teeth? He yeah. <laughs> his nose up into his That's brain. Like, He's like. Oh man, it, it, it's time for the old. You got yourself your gra- little grappling gun? No, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just uh, bungee jumping off the dam. No, I'm gonna. Ab- I'll, I'll abseil it. Or I'll, ta- I'll take it the goddamn stairs. Le- yeah, he
2: take the stairs mm-hmm. exactly. Like at the end, like. Daniel Craig Bond don't end with a fight on a giant satellite dish. They end with a fight in like a sort of boardroom. Yeah. You know where we're about, where an angry man will be like, "All right, Bond, you've caught my shares inflating scheme. I'm going to go quietly," and that's the end of all Daniel Craig James Bonds. Very yeah. kind of polite, business focus. Well, so someone Brosnan gets someone is, gets
1: uh, or murdered or maimed in a really uh, like. Unpleasant, yeah. In the, in two Bond movies, he's done two very unpleasant things to guys. First one, shot the dude in the leg. It's turned out wearing the Bond gear. It's oh, like yeah. I'm Bodge, it's Bond James Bond. You're like, and you get the you get the pay, you get the payoff. And the second one, he leaves a guy in the middle of the desert with only a bottle of engine oil to drink.
2: Yeah, to be fair, Piss Brosnan does drop an entire satellite dish onto Sean Bean's face. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say that we've all wanted to do that at some point <laughs> in here, in the it? old horrible kind of death stakes. I'd say Brosnan does it, but but anyway, the the idea is that you know it's a completely meaningless mm. you know import of of uh, of. Of Craig. Doesn't
1: he use an iPhone at some point. Oh, this is the thing. Like, it's, yeah, he
2: has this stupid phone. Like, they obviously thought it'd be re- instead of you know, James Bond's gadget watch. You know how Pierce Brosnan strangely arranged an arsenal of twenty guns on his watch, yeah, which never made a huge amount of sense. But anyway, we'll let it go. Um, Craig has like an iPhone alike, which they think is a really new, fun addition to the game. Is that he has to t- take pictures of things in the levels, like take pictures of a helicopter, mm-hmm. which is actually the most like, tedious <laughs> mission objective S- ever. Sounds very boring. Well, that's the thing. You know you don't get you know when q gives him something at the beginning of the film it's obvious it's going to lead to a big action payoff it's like this watch shoots out acid and you're like someone's going to get acid in their face if he goes here's a phone with a phone camera you're like well i you know this isn't really (laughs) i've got one phone yeah you're like this isn't really going to go anywhere this is this is just going to be photographs and that's what he does he photographs secret objects in the levels and but this is all meaningless little bits and bobs the my biggest problem with the game Is that it's like it's proper Activision like do over? It's kind of like, you know, what GoldenEye needs a bit more of needs to be a bit more like COD, which is it needs to be on the rails, it needs to be incredibly linear, it needs to have big set pieces, and it needs quick time events. Which is it's very interesting to put that against the original GoldenEye because it shows Mm -hmm. you how much the FPS scene has changed. You know, the GoldenEye was it's a big open level, you can walk, when you're at the end of the level, you can walk back to the start of the level everyone you know you've killed everyone so it's empty but you mess up the level you can just go on like a killing spree and that's what goldeneye was fun because yeah. you could go and like murder all the scientists and it was read possible up their
1: to be deep into a Eye level and, and fail it yeah and then
2: you're like oh, i failed it you know i'll just go and have some fun this is kind of like you didn't play goldeneye as eurocom decided you were going to play goldeneye you know you have failed you know you did not do the truck chase do you remember the truck chase in the damn level you know where you sit in the
1: rails and you shoot all the trucks oh uh, yeah that bit
2: yeah, yeah it's rubbish yeah. it's rubbish but the four split screen. There was is supposed to be
1: a motorbike chase on the runway, there wasn't there. In Originally, in the original golden idea, yeah. Well, that's that a the thing. I mean, but the, you, the you a sort r- of
0: is where he, he jumps in, into the plane, doesn't he, at the end.
1: Himself. Yeah, but he, nothing happens. It's, it's, it. it's just a, a scene where yeah. you, he, he just chases But originally, mm. Rara were going to have a bit where you race a motorbike down the runway. That's mm. why it's such a big, yeah. wide-open Well, that space. bit's really boring
2: in this Goldeneye. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, they were going to do that, and um, they said he just couldn't get the motorbike to work, but they brought it back for perfect dark, where there was like ski darf hovering oh, bike right. things. Yeah. Oh, it's weird, they, they got the original
2: screenwriter of Goldeneye, the film, to come in and like write some new dialogue. For so, the, so their line was like, this is actually the Goldeneye we wanted to make all along. Like, Forget the film and the game. This d- is the d- it, did
0: he do it with a gun held to his you
2: know? <laughs> no I think he loved it he was, he was all over
0: I'll tell you the what the money
1: Activision now. can throw it man like you know you yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, the, the Bond licence makes me really really sad yeah. I mean I can't I can't think of anyone who's done a good Bond game I mean uh, Gold, Goldeneye you can say it was a is, flute it was a flute it's a, a, a good yeah. game and it happens to feature Bond and it, it doesn't feel it, very Bond it was an accident it,
1: it came out so good as well I mean originally it was like Virtua Cop yeah. that was, they were making a game that was like Virtua Cop that's what that was. What was inspiring them, and then mm. they're like, oh, "Let's make it, make it so you can actually control it as well." Uh, and it—it mean, it was a surprise. That it came out so good. Can no one make a,
0: a proper, good, faithful game? It doesn't even. It doesn't have to follow any of the films. In fact, it's probably better if it doesn't you know, because our punctuated that. with <laughs> the, the games. The films are sort of punctuated with quieter scenes and better scenes. Can't someone just make a good? bond game that makes you feel like bond in the same way that rocksteady made a good batman game that made you feel like well, batman you know I mean, that's, isn't bond what, badass that's, that's enough? what
1: it'll take you know mm. doing a bond game that's not based on any movie yeah. and giving a studio a lot of time to make it and i mean the reason the batman game is so great is because they made it for five years that's what it takes to make a great game but here's the here's the beauty of it once you've got that foundation you can turn out the sequel in two years and the sequel's just as good if not better than the original mm. You know, that's what it's going to take. Now, Activision had that idea. They were like, we've got a studio, Bizarre Creations. They're quite good at everything, driving games, shooting games. Even though know, they're not b- brilliant at shooting games, but they're quite <laughs> good at them.
2: They're a little bit of the club, aren't they? Yeah, a bit, mm. the, a
1: bit of the club. <laughs> uh, and we've got this studio that can do that. So let's get them to turn out a Bond game in 18 months. That was the problem. If they'd said, right, Rare, uh, not Rare, sorry, Bizarre, you've got, four years, to make Mm. the the greatest Bond game ever made. I have no doubt that at the end of that game, you'd have the best Bond game ever made, and guess what? The sales would reflect that. Mm. If Rocksteady approved anything with Batman, it's that quality is incredibly important. You've got a great brand and quality at the same time. Mm. That's unstoppable.
0: They they said, I mean, they they did that on top of making that other racing game they did. What was it? Uh, Blur. Blur,
1: yeah. I mean, mean, they they
0: made it at the same time, and... I I just I just feel that they really got the shaft with um with their bond game I mm. just just thought you know that it felt so restricted and you know, it sort of looked a bit like
2: Daniel Craig in it. That was its only redeeming. Yeah, but, but this is the thing they're getting. They're getting up, Stone in it as well. they getting like hung up on these quite oh, arbitrary, yeah. yeah. like arbitrary Bond details. You know, they need to capture. I mean, the, 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 the good thing about GoldenEye is actually if you compare it to the film, the mm. original GoldenEye i took talking yeah. out, there's there's like fifty percent of the game is completely made up. They made it up because it was a good game. They mm. were like, this would be a good level, so it should happen. You know, all that stuff with James Bond going to the surface and sneaking around the bunker. You know, which he does twice in the original GoldenEye. Mm. Doesn't happen in the film. He never goes to those locations. It never happened. You know, mm. but it works because it's a great setting, you know.
0: So okay, let me uh, let me put this out to you guys. Who would you and this will lead into a little anecdote I've got for you. <laughs>
2: Exclusive. Oh, l- oh, anecdote. Anecdote. This, this better be a great anecdote now you've built it up so much. Uh, well, it's not,
0: so don't raise your expectations too high. But it's, it's quite nice. It's <laughs> hmm. anyway. the scene
1: with the modern strong cast. Don't, <laughs> don't raise don't raise your expectations
0: and, too high. Any, anyhow, um <laughs> who would you get to make a bond game given given the choice of any development studio in the world who would you say here's the bond license here's an unlimited budget
1: we've got dead air for the next two go, months go, go
0: away and make the best best bond game no no no. go away and make the best game ever
2: it's crazy it's crazy but I are you gi- going to say eurocom, no, no, I <laughs> to to eurocom. no i would give it to eurocom no i would give it to i give it to kojima productions yeah, and I'd say you've because I think in some of their stuff they've done with Snake. He's now he's nailed it. That's it. That's he perfect. is. That's he is. One. He like Snake is so Bondy. Like Metal Gear Solid Three is, you know, where it has a James Bond theme to. Yeah. He looks badass in a tux, and they've got that sort of action stealth balance. It's
1: literally like Kojima. What when Kojima Productions make a game, they make the the mo- a very Japanese version of. A western action, yeah, western action cinema. It's like Japanese style. This kind of style you get in, like, um, in in Japanese movies. The kind of style you get in Japanese anime, even, and you take that stack degree of those lashings of style, mm. and you apply it to the template of a western. Yeah. And often they don't get it. Mm. Like Kojima is a. Terrible storyteller. Yeah, if we're terrible. giving this to Kojima Productions, we need to make sure it has a Western. Kojima's West, not
2: allowed to touch he's it. He's not allowed to touch it. It
1: has to be a Western writer as well. It needs to be someone who's going to write it like a Western movie. Oh, they are it. Well, there you go. Otherwise, James Bond's going to be like, uh, you know, he's going to get on the old Kodak. And he's going to oh. be, Q, I need uh, I just, like, this new gadget you've given me. It's, uh, it's a phone with a camera in it. And in the, in the Q will be like, yeah, that's right. It's a phone with a camera in it. The first camera phone was introduced in uh, 2002 by Nokia, well, be like, but we be were like, working on a be like, product
2: before. Q, which, which kind of, uh, what's your favorite kind of brandy? And then Q will be like, interesting. I really like different kinds of brandy. And then half an hour later, you're like, they're still talking about
1: brandy. <laughs> and it'll be, it'll be because that week, Hideo Kojima really had some nice brandy. <laughs> yeah. And you will be like, I really, I think that's really important to have a conversation about brandy. And that's what happens in Metal Gear games. We, we joke, but that's what happens in Metal Gear mm. games. It'll be, you'll be using a certain gun, so you'll get the gun expert on the Kodak, and she'll be like, oh, I see you're using the, uh, the FAMAS there. Well, that's actually often used by the French special forces, and it's made by. Yeah. And you know, you know the the, you know, the, uh, the round it uses is actually specifically. You're like, oh God, shut up about the FAMAS. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, on with it. Yeah. They do
0: do a lot of repeating stuff as well. So he says, um, so they go on the 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 comms and they go, oh, Snake, there's 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 this. Uh, they're going to launch this nuclear warhead, and he goes, nuclear warhead. Yeah. And they go, yeah, nuclear warhead, and he goes. No, and they go yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me they're going to launch this nuclear warhead, and they're going yes, that's what I'm telling you. Say, you know, I can't they, it. they say the same thing twelve times. Yeah. So the
1: the, the the silo is the hangar for an for an all new Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal, Gear. Metal Gear. Yes, Metal Gear. Metal gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know what I honestly couldn't think of a studio which would do a better job of it they'd have to work out how to get the quiet like the thing they say like all
2: action like it's an action space like yeah. you're constantly switched on you need to be able to do the social side of Bond as well I
1: tell you what I'm going to go with another studio as well mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, you know maybe maybe um, It's though I reckon. Honestly, I reckon Kajim Productions are the only guys who could pull off with that incredible production values. Mm. But someone, some guys who would provide a really interesting interpretation on the sort of the the quieter bond, like Mm. you know, not the smash mouth, in your face, punchy punch bond, the sort of quieter bond. Io. If you look at new no. Hitman, you look at Hitman Absolution, oh. it's, mix, it's mixing these incredible stealth Ooh, and social this. interaction sequences. You know where you're walking around talking to people, mm. blending in with the crowd, with with high octane action sequences where yeah. you're running across rooftops, mm. you, know, le- you know, leaping through windows and stuff. That's a strong call. Like you could have a section mm. where, where you know where where Bonds you know infiltrating the Tosca opera at you know. Yeah. At, yeah. Uh, in in Quantum of Solace, you could have a, you could have him work his way through the crowd, have to stealth his way to the back of the stage. Have mm. a section where you're watching the guys in the crowd. You actually have to make the phone call to you know to to get everyone. You take the photos of all the guys. Mm. That would be a great mission. As given, made by give him by the
2: freedom to do it as well. Oh, it's wow. the best thing about. But what I really love about the Bond films is you know how Bond like he'll rock up at like some kind of laboratory and he'll see like. It's a cliche of the guy with the same build walks past him wearing a coat, goes into the bathroom. He goes in, the bathroom comes out wearing the guy's yeah. coat. But like Bond literally just makes it up. He just gets himself into trouble. He'll go like, yeah, I'll get on this rocket and see where it takes me. Yeah. It's like, it takes you to Moonraker. And you're like, you idiot. Who goes into space on a whim? You know? He's just like, "He's like, yeah, I'll just sit in this. hope no one will notice. And the next thing he's like, I'm in space. I better have a good plan or you know, I'm screwed. You know, that's what they need to let you do. They need to give you the opportunity to just and go a- with Places.
1: Here's the Activision's like Quantum of Solace Casino Royale game was a game where you're running across the rooftops, shooting guys, murdering guys. But IO would do that. You know that bit where in Casino Royale where he rocks up at the um the of the country club, and he mm. has to get to the the room where they got the security tapes, yeah, download yeah. the security, and get out. That would be a whole mission in an IO game. Yeah. That would be, mm-hmm. a whole and if you've seen the movie, you could be like, "I know how to distract them here. Yeah, I smash yeah. the guy's oh, car, be good. Yeah, and yeah. I can smash the guy's car, and that would be a distraction." Or you could think, hey "You know what? Maybe I'll do it in my own kind of Bond way." Mm-hmm. So you could play exactly kill like the everyone. movie. Yeah, just murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd,
2: I'd really use that license to kill. Should I'd have it, the license. <laughs> I'd have the license in my left hand, the gun in my right hand, and just be holding it up as a headshot. Everyone in the club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There'd be such gratuitous <laughs> Blu-ray product placement. In one, <laughs>
1: Um, so Eric's fun. Hey, I tell you what though We did actually have fun Playing the multiplayer right When we were playing was, That GoldenEye yeah. game You know what It's proof positive It's really not fair To ever say This game sucks But the multiplayer is great And then give it 8 out of 10 mm-hmm. Because Multiplayer You can have the weakest foundation Which GoldenEye kinda does Activision's GoldenEye kinda does And it's still fun In multiplayer yeah, yeah. We had fun with it Four player split screen All gathered around just machine gunning one another down. And you know what? It felt like playing GoldenEye in the mm-hmm. old days. We
0: had we had fun for at least half an hour. Yeah, I just said it would have worn a bit
1: thin maybe after an hour. You know what? It was fun though playing it and looking at everybody else's screen to see. Yeah, what-
2: that's what I. Love. That's that's great about split screen. Yeah. I was really into. I really loved the split screen there, Call of Duty 2 Bizarrely. I played loads of mm-hmm. it. You said you did, yeah. That was like our big kind of like multiplayer game. But yeah, I loved it. No, it's the, good, that it's a very different pace than when you're looking at other people's screens. It's not cheating, it's like the rhythm. That's of part it. of the play. Yeah, you know? it's great. Well, you
1: know, when Rare were working on Goldeneye for uh, Live Arcade, one of the modes was going to be an online mode. So you, you play over the internet, four right. players over the internet, but it's still split screen. Oh, that's nice. So you could still see what your buddies were doing and still use those old Goldeneye tactics. It's like, because the levels were so generic. Just because you could see their screen didn't necessarily mean you could place exactly where they were. Mm. And like, what we would do, like we got so good at Goldblow back in the day, we would run around looking at the floor and ceiling and stuff, <laughs> and looking at walls so that they couldn't, yeah. and without like ever taking in the surroundings. So you couldn't, you couldn't. Because other people couldn't place exactly where you were, mm. you had to do it. you know, When you're playing four-player split screen, you've got to develop some devious tactics.
2: Mm. Tell you what, it's uh, it's really lucky that Red didn't get to release their Golden Eye, so that Activision could release this really good one <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm really pleased that it worked out like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so, um having? Well, I was going to say that I would put Rocksteady in charge of the uh, in charge of Bond. Oh yeah. And there are a number it's of for reasons. Put Rocksteady for this. in charge of everything um I was recently having a talk with um
2: this is the anecdote right
1: this is the
0: anecdote <laughs> with uh, Carl Stewart who is the brand director or or whatever his name is he's basically in charge of the the Tomb Raider remake oh, yeah. uh he's in charge of not not the whole game but how they're remaking it and how they're making Tomb Raider relevant again mm. and he had a lot of um and he, uh, he obviously he was um he's within Square Enix Idos as they are now and he was on the um, he was on the team that that created the vision for Batman Arkham Asylum. Right, he was there, sort of, you know, in in the initial meetings with Sefton Hill and um, oh, what's the other guy's name um, when they were saying, you know, we, we want to redo Batman, we want to make it our own, we want to make it really, really sort of, you know, w- we believe we can do this because mm. up until then Batman was like it was this really mediocre and you know quite poor superhero property who was, that was just you know we've made a few chateau games with
1: most famous superhero th- in the world Batman. and it's just yeah. it's been treated it's, just it's been abused it's the the, the the beaten spouse of the video game and, world and he, he
0: was sort of saying that <laughs> that they they got to a point on the team where they decided that you know we we need to make a decision now do we spend however many years it is however many millions it is reinventing this property which might not work people might not like it they might not get behind it could be a complete disaster could ruin the whole company do we get behind it and do it now or do we not and you know the the, the guys at rocksteady had such a clear vision and, and you know cast it was it was incredibly you know sort of complimentary of them saying you know the, these guys are some of the biggest visionaries in the industry. They believe they could make Batman, and they did. I mean, look at what mm, they've done. Mm. I mean, look at what they did with Arkham Asylum, and again, look, look at what they did again with Arkham City when they were given a
1: massive budget. The funny thing about Arkham City is, and no-one's given, really given it the credit it's due on this, mm. the funny thing with Arkham City is that it's the most radically different sequel any game's had this generation. Look at Gears of War sequels. They're all the same as Gears of War. Look uh, at the, this... Well,
2: and the second one was Underground. <laughs> there, please there is, <laughs> don't that. be unfair to Gears of War 2 and I had <laughs> a different butch man it? Well,
1: you know it's like um, going to Call of Duty it's like it's the same game over and mm. over again it's, but I mean it's, it, they change the levels they change the weapons and they change the story mm. but it's the same structure for Batman 2 they completely reinvented the structure of that game mm. that is unheard of this generation those guys are not only incredibly talented they're brave too
0: they are they're incredibly brave and I think if you look at what their pedigree is, I mean, they they took Batman and they made it brilliant. Bond is another game franchise with all this potential because the films are fantastic. The Batman mm. films are fantastic. The Bond films are fantastic. They're new, they're good again. But you know, Batman and Bond, they're both sort of at, the, at a new stage where there's you know the, you feel very different about the characters to how you did when like Clooney was playing Batman or when Val mm. Kilmer was playing Batman. You know, you feel different about about uh, Daniel Craig's Bond than you do to Connery's, to comedy Roger Moore's, to Dalton's, or whatever. You know, they they are absolutely the people to, mm. to make a mm. good Bond game. It won't happen <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because, because there's no way Activision. Will oh yeah, up their no, I was thinking
2: of the film licenses. I had a yeah yeah.
0: But they, they they need to do it, and you know they they've got such a such a talented team. They've got a lot of money behind them now. They they would absolutely be the right people to do it, mm. and um,
1: you know there's a, depending on how you want it to go with the game. The other two, the other two studios are Crystal Dynamics and Naughty Dog. Because if you wanted to do just like Uncharted style on rails, mm. Smash Mouth James Bond adventure then you could, you could get those guys to of do course.
2: You, you know, they're in a good position as well, because Sony own bon, make Bond, don't they? Yeah. Columbia own. But they don't Sony Pictures, yeah. Make, make Bond. Sony Pictures and Sony Computer but
1: Entertainment are very different companies. That, oh, Activision
2: okay. own the rights to, the Bond, to
0: the, make Bond video games. The beauty, of the, Bond, what waste. The beauty
1: of the Bond <laughs> video game licence is that it does come up for renewal every few years. Mm. We're sitting here going, wow, a Rocksteady um, James Bond would be amazing. But here's the thing. It's not impossible. No. If... The, you know the, the Rocksteady make and their next game or whatever, and then the Bondless of renewal and Square Enix pick it up. Guess who they're going to get to make a James Bond game? It's not. It's unlikely. It would take, It's not impossible. It would take incredible stones to do that. Mm-hmm. And but it's that again is
0: not unprecedented because if you look at what Mercury Steam did, the old Mercury Steam who made Clive Barker's Jericho, they said right, Clive Barker's Jericho was a big pile of crap, and they made Castlevania.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: made oh. it brilliant. Oh and then they went to it they went to kojima with it and said hey look we've made this game which which is a bit like castlevania and kojima productions and konami said we love your game we're going to give it the Castlevanian name yeah which is why at a3 a couple of years ago you saw mercury steam's game mm. and then later in the konami press conference they said so it's called lords this, of shadow this wasn't is it? yeah it was originally called lords of shadow and konami said this is now Castlevania Lord of Shadows because they put mm. the Castlevania name on because they were so convinced. So, if Rocksteady said, Right, what we're going to do is make we, a special agent. We think, we think agent Bond, game. Bond is ripe. Mm. So, we're going to make a, a special agent spy game. We'll call it Spy know, Man. Yeah, Spy Man. Yeah, like, you know. Jimmy ba- Jimmy Band or whatever yeah, it is. Jimmy Band, John Bond. <laughs> and yeah. then and then
2: you know, when the <laughs> license come up,
0: we're gonna we're gonna go to the head head guys at Square Enix and say, you know, all that money you made off um off Hitman and you know the new team yeah, raider and off Batman uh, um, and... and whatever. How about you spend some of it on buying the bond licence when it comes up for renewal? Yeah. We've got this game ready to
2: go. Ooh. That would be a dream. I, you, I hope I, they're I, listening to this strong cast. That I, tell good I, I tell you what,
1: bond would, <laughs> bond would look seriously beefy in that engine. Oh, he'd that, look wrong. Be, wouldn't that he? would
2: be a Bond. The a Bond girls bond. would as well. Oh my They'd all be horrific, sort of giant g- chested, giganto sort of, chested, yeah, inflated, g- sort of.
1: greasy women. Because everyone, all the girls in the Bond in the um, in in the Rocksteady games are greasy. Yeah. they've all been oiled up. They've all been oiled from head to toe. Mikey likes that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not my Bond girls. I like them to be a little bit more want, kind of refined.
1: Yeah. What well, like um Pussy Galore, for instance, refined. I'm in oh, not it. a big fan of Pussy Galore. Refined in the in the sense that her name is Pussy Galore. Yeah. Mm. Pussy Galore. Was, Pussy Galore. Yeah. Or or about Doctor just Doctor just doc, doc doc good Goodhead.
2: Doctor Goodhead. Yeah. I like Plenty O'Toole Plenty. <laughs> O'Toole.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh what about the, the Denise Richards one they only called it Christmas. Christmas. Call Christmas, call Christmas Jones it Christmas Jones they only called it Christmas so Bond could make so that joke could make that really, really shit joke oh, I thought end, Christmas yeah. only comes once a year she's like no I came six times because Bond's got a big rod <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like huck, huck. <laughs> 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 pulls out a slide whistle <laughs> I think
2: that's the direction Sam Mendes wants to take the next Bond film, <laughs> <laughs> film in
1: <laughs> what do you make of Sam Mendes Bond movie
2: um, I think it, I think it could be. I was really pleased to hear that they've this uh, cast Q, so they're bringing Q back into it. Who's cast? Who's playing? Um, that, his name I can't pronounce his surname. Ben Wishaw. He okay. was. Um, he was. Oh, he was all kinds of. He's been in lots of little things. He's a weird actor. He was in um, that perfume where he played the serial killer who made perfume out of dead prostitutes. And I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, it was a good. That film. sounds like a film you would watch, Macbeth. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sort of nodding, stroking my beard to it. Yeah. Um, he notes. was in that. Do you remember Nathan Barley? Yeah. He was the sort of assistant in the office, quite a, like a ratty-looking, quite a young guy. Okay. He's quite skinny, gaunt. But he's been cast as Q. I'm glad they're bringing Q back in because that
1: means some gadgets.
2: Yeah. Which Yeah. But the
1: thing is, there'll be there'll be like um like Daniel Craig gadgets. So Q will be like. It'll be just be a pen. Listen, Bond. I've got <laughs> a this nice uh, pen. I have got this uh, gadget for you. You'd be like, oh, brilliant! What is it? He's like, it's an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, so what it does is. If you if you pull this lever here, bullets come out of this end, and and the le- the lethality of those bullets is directly proportional to your aim. Yeah. You'd be like, it's not really a, a gadget, silly, but but look how effective it is. Yeah. It's like, do you really need a laser pen when you've got this machine gun?
0: That'd be good. So he's going to be given an, um, an iPhone, and he's going, <laughs> no, it's a 4S and it's got all these apps Sorry, on it. Yeah. going... Uh, is is there an app I can use to kill a man
2: no he doesn't he just uses his hands that's new Bond he likes to be up close and personal he's like
1: it's a phone brutal Bond and it's 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 a phone from 1998 so it's really big and heavy so you can bludgeon a man to death with it
2: (laughs) But it, so, no, it, it should be good though. Javier, then as the bad guys, I well, think that's great.
1: Yeah, strong that's, that's actor. If you
2: saw him, No Country for Old Men, that guy can be cold.
1: Yeah, and I the think- only worry I have is that just in Quantum of Solace, they didn't pick an action director to direct the action sequences, yeah, yeah. and it, the action sequences in Quantum of Solace are a bit of a mess. Quantum of Solace gets a bad rap because I think that's actually a pretty decent movie. Oh, it's good. Yeah, and I think everyone's good in it, and it's got some really good Bond girls like you know which you don't aren't exactly in the Bond girl mould and so on mm. and it's got I think a, quite a good villain with quite an interesting oh, plot quite an interesting face yeah definitely an interesting <laughs> face and interesting you've got you've got, this, you've got this really I tell you what, that's one thing that the Craig Bond movies have done three really good vi- actors for sort the of villains Eurotrash. Vil- Euro oh, actors great Euro villains mm, Euro trash. Um, but <laughs> what does worry me is that Sam Mendes isn't an action director now maybe much like um, oh god Inception Man um, Nolan. Nolan maybe like Nolan he finds his feet because mm-hmm. Nolan wasn't an action director either, but he came along. He did Batman. He did a great job on it. Yeah, but I like. There's. It's not an
2: action film, but there's some great punchy bits of action in *Road to Perdition*. Like where a couple of the hits go wrong. Like he gets the sound mix. Like when those mm-hmm. when those Tommy guns go off in *Road to Perdition*, yeah, it's true. like noisy, messy.
1: There's a nice. great sequence where he like he's standing in that rainy street and he machine guns yeah. everyone It's Oof. just silent. Yeah. All you see is the flashing of the guns and guys dropping. Yeah. Like you can do that. Don't if you if you're no good at directing action. Give me that. Make that the action sequence because you know what? That's a great moment. Yeah, yeah. It, you don't need uh, Michael Bay. You don't need two robots smashing into one another, tearing down a building, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the the ground opening up to excite me. If, as long as you build it up, as long as you build it right, yeah. and you know what? I'm going to chuck in a wrestling analogy right here because if, you, if you're a... <laughs> if any of our listeners are wrestling fans, Please do. If any of our listeners are wrestling fans, they'll know, like... There's, there's wrestlers in the world who would leap off the top rope, they'll do two flips and a somersault mm. and land on a guy, put him through a table and you're like, wow, that was impressive. But then you got guys like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, they'll just they're actually great storytellers in a wrestling match. Both of them deserve more credit than they ever get as storytellers in a wrestling mm. match. And they build it up and build it up. And at the end of that match, they'll finish it with an elbow drop. It's like yeah. it'll, it'll Hulk Hogan will run off the ropes and drop his leg on someone. Yeah. And, you'll be, and the crowd will go wild. And why? Because they built it up right in a yeah. small moment, which was built too perfectly. And Mendez is going to be good for that. Okay. Not Mendez, because that makes him sound like he's a. So-
0: Let's just, let's draw a line under this <laughs> Bond theme section of the Strongcast. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, you know what I've been playing loads on Skyrim, but I'm not going to go into it because you guys had a big old uh, Strongcast, which our, our listeners loved, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So yeah, um, we, t- we just to address that, which we're, we're going to actually well, talk about it later on. Well, we? we'll talk
0: about it when we do the reader questions, which we can crack on with now.
1: No, we'll go into that in a moment. I'll t- I'll t- I'll t- we'll just mention whether some of the games we've been playing. But we we tr- trust us that is on the agenda. Um, I've been playing Batman quite a lot because I didn't actually dip into it when it first came out, just because I was so deep in Dark Souls, so deep in Forza, and so on. I'm playing a lot of Batman. Playing the playing, and I'm I'm actually quite good at it now because I actually did finish it before, but I never really invested in it and never really like let let mm. myself get deep into it. And when you play that on your first time through, it's just a blizzard of stuff yeah, chucked yeah, yeah. at you. Like, you get into the city, there's guys talking in your ears, there's question marks everywhere, there's loads of... But when you play it on your second time, you've, you're able to tune... And even when you get deep into that first playthrough, you're able to tune all the nonsense out. You tune the bullshit out and you focus laser-like on what your next objective mm. is. And along the way, maybe you get a little distracted to save a, a political prisoner or something. Maybe you grab a trophy along the way. But because I've done most of the Riddler trophies before... Because I've got used to hearing these guys talking to me all the time. I know I can go to, I can see a Riddler trophy and be like, oh, I know how to do that, bang, 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 get the trophy, move on to the next thing. Mm. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, now, now I'm playing like Batman. Batman. Mm. Now, I, now I am Batman you know and you really feel that and you, you, every, every time you get into a fight it's a really smooth fluid ruck and one guy to land a punch on you and you're like you bastard you bastard and you make it mm. like a, a mission to like, you know what I'm going to take a, you get that guy out last I'm going to make sure he goes down bad because you because you got so used to going through the game without he's taking he's not going to
2: have an open casket
1: you know, <laughs> exactly you're not going <laughs> to
2: oh, Batman doesn't kill people but well you know what Batman doesn't <laughs> he just kill, beats does, them to the of I their say, life. Batman
1: doesn't kill people but what he does do is break their leg and leave them lying in <laughs> the most dangerous prison in the world <laughs> yeah. you know what a chances are they're not going to last very long Like Batman's a horrible man he's a horrible man yeah. and I would say that no one no one in that game particularly Catwoman is dressed appropriately for the cold so you break someone you break someone's leg and you leave them lying in that city yeah, yeah. they're dead they're dead yeah, in six yeah. hours Batman's Batman's a merciless you know he's a merciless monster and the only person who is dressed appropriately is Batman because who knows what's and going on
2: he's got that nice coat I yeah, guess so. so yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess he was, he'd be more chewed and, and freeze, of course, because, you know... Quite quite his, he's quite a mean. large
0: gentleman as well, isn't he? So you know, he's penguin.
1: He's yeah. a Penguin. He's,
2: he's a big... He's a big I know, I'm, not, I'm not like a fat guy, but I'm quite a big guy, and I, I appreciate a big winter coat. Yeah. Like, you need one. You do need one. But I've got a bigger surface area than most people. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to, you know, I'm giving out heat, like, constantly.
1: Yeah, and you're more exposed to that, that wind. Yeah. But it just doesn't knock you down, because you well, no,
2: because I was instru- yeah.
1: But yeah, he's um. I mean, Batman. Who knows what's going on in that armor? He could have all kinds of thermal stuff going on. So, yeah, Batman's the only. Whale fat.
2: Is, is, <laughs> <a> ba- <laughs> Lots of fat. <laughs> the,
1: the, the bat fat. Wandering he's like he's, covered
0: in blubber. Yeah, oh,
1: he's, on just, on he's his, just
2: rubbed. He's just rubbed like deep heat into himself. That sounds that's, like a Japanese what, game show. <laughs> yeah. that's why all the girls
1: are so greasy. Yeah, they've they've greased themselves up with whale blubber first. Because otherwise
2: they'd be too cold.
1: But yeah, I've been playing a ton of Batman. You know what? That game's just awesome. That game's not just awesome. It's one of the best games I've ever played. It's incredible. You, you play it, and you're like, not only is it creatively brilliant, mm. not only is it just designed so well, it's, it's so creative, and then all of the individual bits they've created are so well designed, once you get past those two layers of how brilliant the game is, you get to this third layer where you're like, and how did they do it? Mm. How did they do it in this engine, on this platform, at this in this year? This, this shouldn't be a, they shouldn't be able to do this, mm. not at this frame rate. I I I'm amazed by hats off to them. And you mm. know what? It, you, there is a sort of a, a sense of like you know, they are a British studio, and this is, this is proof. But games, British games developers are still, when they put their minds to it, when they've got the money behind them, when they've got the right resources, mm. they are still the best games developers well, yeah, in I'm, the world. I'm, yeah,
2: think of like but Body yeah. Count for example. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah there is. That. Oh wait, hang on, yeah, nice one. But
1: it, it's it's true. But again, British <laughs> games developers, you know. We have this heritage that no other place in the world has. We grew up with Clive Sinclair, you know, we grew up with the ZX Spectrum. Every kid, it was like, you know, I want a Spectrum, you know. Mm. In America, they had the NES. In Japan, they had the NES. But over here, we had the Spectrum. And we've got this huge heritage. These guys who are in their 30s and 40s now, who grew up programming mm. every day. Because mm. if you wanted to play a game, you had to make it. And that was the way it was back then. And... That's led to a development culture in the UK that's unlike anywhere else in the world. And it breaks my heart when I go to Ubisoft Montreal and half the people there are speaking with English accents Mm. because no one would fund the games in the UK. Mm. No one would back the studio because it's so expensive to make a game over here. No one would back the the talent. And so all those talented guys had to go on a plane to Berlin. I interviewed two guys the other day working on Spec Ops at Jaeger Mm. in Berlin. Both of them are English. This is... This isn't right. These guys should have the resources to make games home here Problem in the is if UK. If you stay
2: here, you have to make a HD remakes of Fantastic Dizzy for the iPad. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, your, that's your well, fate we, um, in the UK.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you, you go to the um, FIFA developers in Canada. You know, they're making what well, they're making a game based on our national sport, which is one of the best selling. It's the second best selling game in the UK every year. Mm. Most of them are British. Yeah, and they they're having to work in Canada.
1: Mm. That's because that's the only place they can get the paid to support their them. families. Yeah. I mean, we, we,
0: we, we make games. We make Rocks, Rockstar North GTA. is based in, in Scotland. It's yeah. the
1: biggest one, again. one of the biggest games in the world, made here in the UK. One of them, one, again, it's a technical masterpiece, one of the toughest kinds of games to make, and they pioneered it. Mm. Um, mm. God, you know, Ruffian Games, uh, based which are, uh, a lot of real-time, real-time world guys are in that. Mm. They, you know, shame about real-time worlds, but they gambled on a, a game which, unfortunately, didn't work out for them. Mm. And... That's what you're up against. That's mm. what. that's the struggle. Ruffian games have got a ton of talent. Splash damage. You know what? They've made a few dubious <laughs> games on the trot. But yeah. there's a lot. The technical talent yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. cannot be denied. Mm. Codemasters, there is no better racing game in the world than Dirt 3. They're racing as sure as good as Dirt 3. Forza. Forza is, you know, but nobody does that arcade mm. action racing as well as Codemasters do. That kind of on the you know, crazy... Nobody gets a sense of speed better than Codemasters. Nobody mm. gets a sense of thrill in a racing game better than Codemasters. Burnout. You talk to the well, Criterion. Well, n- speed
0: as it is now, yeah. It's Criterion. God, well, cr-
1: Criterion, And you, uh, you <laughs> talk to the guy turned 10, the guy's making Forza, and I say, you know, who's making great racing games besides you guys? Obviously, we play other guys' racing games. He said, like, I love what Codemasters do. Mm. I love what Codemasters... You know, like, this is a guy who's working in Seattle making arguably the best racing game in the world and he's looking to Codemasters and saying you know what those guys make some great games Mm. like people genuinely across the world are in awe of British talent and we are not backing it we are not supporting it and sure enough another another round of talks comes by and you know the Chancellor comes up the Exchequer comes out and says okay here's what we're doing for this year and we need that day when he comes out and says, and by the way, we're going to subsidise the game industry because it's the greatest resource we've got. Mm. Britain could be, could have been, if we'd done this earlier, the global capital of game making, which is what Montreal is right now. Yeah. and As opposed to just
2: the global capital of games writing, which it currently is. What? Right? What? Oh, that was like a rallying cry for our writers.
0: I, I don't <laughs> want to sound arrogant, but
2: we, did, we do write about games very well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we've got... Um, that was said slightly in jest.
1: Well, you know, GamePro went down yesterday. <laughs>
2: yeah, I saw that's, that. That's sad, that's that's sad, sad week sad. and GameSet Watch as
1: well. Yeah, GameSet Watch and GamePro going down in the same week. That's a real mm. shame because both were... both GamePro Game are really, I think, getting themselves on track. Mm. Uh, it's the, the mag market in Japan America America's tough. Mm. And we should actually mention that you know one of the reasons Britain has such a great heritage of good games writing is because over here when you want to sell a magazine on newsstands there's a newsagent on every corner mm. and if I want to make a magazine in Bath and sell it in Edinburgh that's okay we put it up, put it on a truck and we just drive it up there mm. but in America you make a magazine in New York and you want to sell it in Seattle mm. you have got to put it actually on a plane and like you know it's tough it's a tough market in America yeah. and, and unfortunately Game Informer is so huge. Mm. so
0: well, huge Game, game Inform is so huge because it was um, so it's subscription based and you got a free subscription uh, it was GameStop wasn't yeah, it if you, you, you yeah you you could buy you yourself a game you buy
1: a game and you get a free subscription yeah. and um, there's a lot of people buying a lot of games at GameStop yeah. over the years they built up a 4 mm. million subscriber base that's incredible good luck I mean, to them <laughs> yeah seriously good luck to them because that is I mean, they deserve the success they got because that was the most savvy bit of marketing mm. ever and they've, they've got a good product Game Inform is a good magazine mm. Yeah. Sometimes. It's
0: got a lot of money. A lot of money in it. A lot of money. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Um, B- he said bitterly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it's time for us to count our pennies and answer questions from the readers. Keep talking because it's on my iPhone. I need to unlock it. and that's a musical intro. Furiously
2: tapping away on his iPhone to bring up the questions. I
0: think the first one that we're going to answer is one that has cropped up a few times since... Uh, Well, since we changed the team and since the first two podcasts.
1: It's only right we addressed the question because we did a bad job of addressing it originally. I think it's our fault. And Matt Reynolds asks the question on the... um on Facebook and a number of people say, okay, I haven't got a question, just answer Matt's question. Yeah, And the question is, how do you feel about the the negative reaction to your staff changeover? Do you think your readers um, who've been with you for years are afraid to embrace change? And so bitch and moan, or can you understand why people are unhappy? First of all, what I would say is, I don't think it's been largely negative, but I think the negativity has been directed at our Absolute inability to communicate what's going mm. wrong. With what's going on, rather. What's going well, wrong. Not what's going wrong. You're what's going wrong,
0: Matt Castle. I'm going very right. Yeah. What, what, I, what I would say um, is that I, I, I completely agree with Mike. We haven't communicated it very well. And, um, I, I, you know, you can't... I, I personally don't think that, um, that you're wrong to, to ask about it because there has been a lot of change on the mag this year. Um, and any sort of change. We're looking at two
1: big changes on a short read. We, yeah. we had a big redesign, and then we had to we, we reshuffled the teams.
0: The um, the redesign was, um, yeah, I mean we, we we love the way the new mag looks. Um, the team change came about because the way that we work within Future Publishing has changed. So we are now one giant team making two, well, essentially three magazines. Um, it says PSM3, Xbox, 3, World, Xbox and World and N-Gamer. Uh, N-Gamer a slightly separate prospect at the moment, but PSM and Xbox World are quite well intertwined. Now, um, with regards to everyone that, that left, just to sort of deal with that, um, Tim Weaver has gone to uh, make, uh, well, he's, he's the head of a writing studio to which Matthew Matthew Castle belongs. So I
1: sit next to the man Weaver. Yeah, you he do does. get a lot of work done when you sit next to Weaver, do you? Uh, well, no. <laughs> and um,
0: and what, what Tim does is Tim manages Matt and Andy Kelly. And who soon, a, work new, on soon a new writer. And a, another person. Yeah. And what they do is they make uh, a lot of great words for our magazines and That's the That's
1: the that While the management structure has changed, the sort of people working on the magazine mm. really hasn't. The fact is, Tim's still producing work for the magazine. In fact, you'll even see him in the next issue. In a A bigger way than he was ever able to contribute to Xbox World when he was the editor. It's a strange business, you know. Mm. When when he was managing the day-to-day running of the magazine, he never had much chance to write for us. And this time, you know, he's he's able to stack a bit of time aside when we say we need it. It turns out he can write. Uh, Yeah, he's actually actually quite good at it, you know. (laughs) Anyone would think he's, uh, he's, you know, he should write a novel, is what he should do. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's writing all, all for three. us, and, of course, Matt Castle and Andy Kelly are both writing for us, and they've always written for us. Yeah. It's just the structure's changed. It used to be that Andy Kelly was attached to PSM, and he would write for Xbox World. It used to be that Matt Castle was attached to Endgamer, and he would write for Xbox World. And mm-hmm. now they're part of this writing team that Tim's running, and you honestly couldn't hope for a better boss than Tim. And he's able to, you know, those guys are able to contribute. They're able going to contribute, and we... we come to them for the content. The, you know, the way we manage it is is very different. Do you want to talk about a bit how who's running our section, who's running theirs and
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm i um, I'll probably I'll I'll get on to that. Um, so yeah, essentially what what's happening is is it is the same writers writing the same stuff for Xbox World. The writing is the same and you know the design is the same because the magazine looks the same. So it, in in that sense it hasn't changed. Now, um, the the reason that, that Tim obviously isn't his face isn't on the front page anymore or the, the second page in and it's mine. Um is because Tim isn't on the Core magazine team anymore. Um that's where me and Mike are. We're we're actually dealing with the day-to-day making of Xbox World. Yeah. And that's why we're on here and we you know, we're we're better placed there to um to sort of to interact with you, to sort of speak to you on, on social media, to to handle all all your comments via email and everything that you send to us, which which and we really hopefully appreciate. Hopefully, spare
1: content for and, the magazine. And yeah,
0: and to basically to make sure that Xbox World stays as
1: good as it is. And no it no bullshit is. at all. The last two issues of Xbox World, I think, are the best issues we've ever made. And it's mm. not because hey, we finally got rid of Weaver. It's because <laughs> it's, 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 be, it's because we've been able to invest in that in that yeah. mag in a way we never were before. Because we've got the resources to do it now. We've got tim managing a team and we uh, who's a completely able to say you know what don't worry guys i will take I, I, my guys can take this this stuff this review the whole review section off of your out of your worries you just crack on with great features so i sit there i'm still handling the features xbox world so if you've always loved the features in xbox world mm. th- you're still going to keep loving them because it's the same great stuff but guess what now i'm only having to do the features. I'm not having to do a, but a bunch of different jobs every month. I can spend an entire month working on making the best features around. And because and we should address this as well, because we're sharing content mm. between PSM and Xbox World, and we're definitely going to address that too because we know you've got some of you got questions about that. Because we're, address, we're um, sharing content between those two mags, whereas before we'd have Okay, in Xbox, well, we've got £150 pounds we can spend on this feature. However much it is, we've got X amount of money spent on this feature. Now, it's X amount of money times two. Because it's going across two publications, we're getting double the value, when we got double the amount of time. Instead of two guys putting together two different features with two different amounts of money, it's one guy building one great feature with a big pile of cash. And... <laughs> Big in a bigger, big in our mag terms. bigger yeah. pile of cash, bigger pile of cash, yeah. and we can really produce great features. I think over the next few months you're going to see the fruits of that. I think it's going to be coming, I think one of the first times you're going to see it is when you see what we've got on the cover of our issue. It's on shelves, the, December fourteenth.
0: The, the cover feature in in the next Xbox World is is very good, and we can't talk about it. We can't it say we can't
1: say a, a single word about it. Like it's it's when the it's when the most it's a it's a gamble for us because it's a surprising cover. It's a great game. I was game. surprised.
2: When I saw it, I was literally like, whoa. And I think, every, a dog. I think I everyone's going
1: to be surprised <laughs> and I think everyone's going to be excited because it's going to be a, a great one. And it's, because we've got this new system, we're able to do covers like that.
0: Mm. Now, um, I think with regards to the podcast, um, one thing I'd say is that um, because Pellet has moved to Games Master... Um, it keeps him very busy. It was his choice to move to Games Master, and he wanted to do that. Yeah. Good luck to him. He's done he, he so much freelancing for the Games Master just,
1: over the years. He's a real natural. He fit just for the man. can't
0: come on the podcast anymore. Um, Tim, Patrick Moore won't let him. Yeah, Patrick Moore will he not is. let him. You
1: better stay in your seat, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My um, castle's got an array of voices that you'll be hearing. That wasn't yeah. a great one. No, no, he's got an exceptional <laughs> Russian accent, which I hope one day he'll get to break out. We'll, yeah.
0: we'll be able to get Tim on the podcast in the future occasionally, but we'll Tim is a very busy man. Po- I think
1: we'll try and get him on the Christmas yeah.
0: podcast for sure. Uh, John Strike has moved on to PC Gamer, uh, a promotion for him. He was really pleased about it.
1: Yeah, he, you know, he as everyone on listens to the podcast knows, he actually is a PC Gamer, mm. so it's a perfect fit for yeah. John Strike.
0: And. Jem and Hoodie have faded out of existence.
1: Well, Hoodie's, <laughs> Essentially. Hoodie's, um, Hoodie's doing some freelancing for other yep. other companies and, and making a hell of a lot more money than we are. And Jem um, <laughs> is writing a book. He is, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not sure if I can say what it's about, but when it does come out, we will let you guys know. As everyone knows, he actually has written already.
0: It's, it's on a similar theme. It's a similar to theme to his
1: current book. He actually wrote a book called The Clue Bible, which is mm. for fans of. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. the radio mm. series. He's writing a book on a similar theme at the moment, and he's he's doing some incredible, work and he's interviewing some incredible people for that book. Yeah. He's so he's having a, a great time. But what I would say is that we know you guys are going to miss those those guys, and particularly on the podcast, because in the magazine, we've got the same voices. You know, it's the same people, the same people you always Known and loved, Matt and Andy here have been contributing to Xbox World longer than I have, and like I, I the, when we were setting up the new strong cast, Andy was a given. You know, we're kind of stuck with him. He's running a magazine, <laughs> but you know what? He's also one of my best friends in the company, and we've had so many talks. We've we've walked we've walked the streets of New York together on press trips and chatted just. And it was obvious he was always oh, he he, nice. He was always you. We've no, nice we, we never yeah. got to do that. We've 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 had you know so many great talks, and we I knew that it would work I just knew it would work then came the question of who would be the third person we always, we knew we had to have a third guy and for me there was only ever one choice for years unfortunately he wasn't available <laughs> unfortunately that guy wasn't available <laughs> so they got me so uh, <laughs> for years um, we've you know Matt was attached to Endgamer so he didn't have the time to come and do a, a <clears> podcast <throat> with us and I, you know, so we, 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 these these guys have joked about it on the podcast. Well, not these guys. Uh, Tim and Matt have joked about it on the podcast before. When I go to lunch, it's usually with me and Matt. We go, we go and grab a lunch. My lunch buddy. It's my lunch buddy, <laughs> and he's absolutely one of my best friends in the industry. And he's absolutely one. I think one of the funniest guys and one of the most talented writers. Not to get too uh, too gay, bro. On you. He's yeah, um, this is getting the, a bit intense. These are these are two guys. Like, if I could handpick two guys to be podcasting with. These are the guys, I know it's a big change. I know it's like okay, Andy's not Weaver and Matt's not Pellet, but these guys give them a chance. These are this is this certainly is, not these. <laughs> I, I genuinely think the strong cast is never as strong as it's been right now. It's just a, it's just a change, but I think it's going to be it's
0: a bold claim, I think, seriously good. And I, I, yeah, all, all I ask is that you give us a chance. I mean, both in the mag and on the podcast. On the podcast, I think it, it's it's slightly it's slightly more difficult to adjust to, and I I, I don't blame you for. Um, for sort of bringing it up on on Facebook and on, uh, on on Twitter, because whereas in the magazine the magazine looks the same, on the podcast you're hearing different voices. Yeah, I can so, do a pellet impersonation if you want. No, thank you. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. So, um, so, so give us a chance. We th- we think you'll like us. And uh, and like I said, with with the magazine, don't worry. It is essentially the same people we making did, it. We did we make one mistake with in a different l- we, ways. We
1: did make one mistake with the last uh, podcast. We should say we we know we made a mistake because you told us we made a mistake. I think the last <laughs> podcast was actually really good. And I think a lot of you guys know it was good. What we shouldn't have done is slot in as episode two of the new strong cast. Mm. That was a rim the, cast. It was a very wasn't that, uh, it. Was it was the rim cast. It was the rimcast The rim, cast, the, yeah. the rim cast I think was really interesting and. Really really good and a lot of you guys actually said you know i actually really liked it but i would would have liked to have got this regular strong cast the fact is skyrim came out at the wrong time if bethesda consulted us and worked to our schedules yeah maybe they could have released it a more amicable time for the strong cast we could have got four strong casts in the can and then done the rim cast as it happens we got one strong cast in the can and then we had to go straight into the rim cast because i think we really wanted to talk about it i wanted to but unfortunately i wasn't here why because i was at home playing Skyrim. <laughs> um I would have loved to have been around for it and if I had been I, maybe maybe you guys wouldn't have been quite so culture shocked and it was a culture shock and I don't blame you guys, guys for freaking. <laughs> <laughs> we should have um we, you know we should have put it on as like an extra but we, you know we should have done the strong cast and then done that as well which of course we couldn't do because I wasn't available all week. Mm. Um or we should have just yeah you know, we, we should have made it as a separate very much the, a separate uh, thing. We should the,
0: the flip side of course of making three magazines as one team is we are quite busy.
1: Yes, we're so, ridiculous and that's. But, but again, we are we are committed to, address, to doing a
0: strong cast every fortnight.
1: Uh, some people have actually asked, what's happened to the insider cast on the DVD? Um, that's the casualty, I'm afraid. That that really is something <laughs> we've um, that's something we've lost. Um, it was. I know it's something you guys really love getting on the DVD, and you know what? I'm sorry to see it go as well. But we are making three magazines right now, and there wasn't a single day this week and last week when we didn't. None of us, none of us went home before seven o'clock at night. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying uh feel bad for us. What we're saying is we're really trying to make the magazine great. I mean like never before. This is I've I've never worked a schedule like I've worked in the last month. We're trying to make the magazine the best games magazine in the world and I genuinely think we can be the mm-hmm. best mag- games magazine around. So <laughs>
2: It wasn't one, one of the one laugh. of one of the casualties of that.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> has to be that insider cast because that was always like an hour out. It's not just an hour is the thing because we actually have to go to another building to podcast. So you say it's quarter of an hour across town, quarter of an hour back, mm. and it all mounts up. And that uh, that extra hour and a half is a is a, a time off making. Great feature and stuff. Even I'm fielding emails even while I'm sitting. And there that's an hour and, and a half
2: I could be using to play Golden Eye Reloaded. <laughs> exactly. So uh, do um, not steal my time from me. We got, <laughs> we
1: got important things on our play uh, No, it, we, it was important to us. But what we tried to do is make the actual strongcast bigger and better as a result. And as you may have noticed we've been blathering on for a long time. Mm. So the, the, the strongcasts are actually longer, and so, that's um, a conscious decision.
0: So yeah, leave us uh, keep leaving us your feedback
1: on Facebook and Twitter. Don't fear um, too much from the magazine, though. You're actually not going to see too much. Uh, the big difference in the magazine came with the redesign a yeah. few months back. And I know, we know that was a big change, but I think what it did is it set us up for a real great future. It set us up for a really, really strong mag going down the line. It was a big shift for Xbox World, uh, but a shift we internally were really excited about. Mm. And I think it's actually paying off just in terms of the content we're getting, in terms of, of the kinds of features we can run, features which we you know we, we really couldn't run before. Wait till you see some of the things we got coming up for 2012. It's it's going to be a great year, yeah. and big plans. It's big the the most, Protocol we, we starts in three
2: months. <laughs> we've got um,
1: <laughs> we've got I think a great readership. I think we, there's nothing more important to us than our existing readers. And what we want is for you guys to put the word out and say, you know what, this magazine has changed it's like you know I think the perception of uh, of Xbox World on the internet is for a lot of people it's still the last time they read Xbox World was back in 2005 back when you know it was you know we were reviewing, you know, Device City and so on. It was, it was that long ago. And we need the guys who love the magazine, who genuinely love the magazine, to read that mag and hand the copy on to their buddies and say, here, here's the magazine. I love this magazine. You should read it because it's full of great stuff. And by the way, if you want to buy it, you can't be bothered to go to a newsagents every week, every month rather. Every week would be nice. I mean, that would be, be a deadline, wouldn't it? <laughs> every month. <laughs> Uh, go pick it up on iPad because it's it's great there and it's cheaper. It's even cheaper on iPad because you don't get the disc. But hey, look you look what you do get. And
0: we need you guys. We mm. really do. So uh, we'll answer another couple of
2: reader questions.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, make them good ones.
2: Uh, make them good ones.
1: Well, you know it's yeah, funny. Not, uh, it's that funny. Actually, when, yeah, yeah. That,
2: that last one was a rubbish question. We actually I hated asked
1: uh, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Matthew isn't I'm, being
2: serious because <laughs> he, cause he just desperately say.
0: tries to undermine everything he's just <laughs> said in the says, last 10 minutes
1: I'm just going to sit here while these guys uh,
2: that sounded knock, knock no off. it was that hey, was sincere answers. hey you
1: know time. what um, Shane Bennett actually asked the question we answered uh, earlier with um, I said what, well, what game would you see Rocksteady work on next Bond hey that'd be great wouldn't it there we go Shane Done. What's your favourite game of the year? I'm not going to answer that one because if you pick up to Xbox World on December, uh, December 14th, 14th yeah. you're going to actually find out what we think is the oh game man,
2: of the year. Oh, man, the meeting slash the argument we had about that. Uh, that was It was a, a ferocious and session. And that was where
1: we invented the word that we really want everyone to embrace. We invented the new word... <laughs> Um Dan Dawkins invented it with input from the rest of us. Dan Dawkins, by the way, is our kind of a, we should say what Dan does on the magazine. He's God. He's isn't the he? editor yeah, in chief. He's, he's God.
0: Yeah. He sort of yeah. He's he's he float, floats above us all.
1: He um he very, it's very much it's very commandments. He very much sort of keeps um he's he's the guy who has to hold the management of both mag of all three magazines in his head at once. Mm. It's not a job to be messed with. It's uh, a, a really, really difficult job and I don't envy him it at all. No. Um <laughs> In terms of the day-to-day running of Xbox World, mostly that sort of falls to me and you, right? I mean, with Dan, having sort of, you know, the buck stops with Dan, and again, you couldn't have a you couldn't have a better guy handling that because the guy's, uh, guys, uh, he was a broken man at the end of this issue. I mean, (laughs) the, the, the amount of stuff he has to hold in his head is astonishing. Yeah. Hey, and that's, that's true for Tim as well. Tim's not; he's, you know, he's producing. He's got running a team that has to produce content for three magazines. And he
2: has to find time to you, hit me with the yeah. uh, replica Saints Road dildo. We, that received, we, got we, the post. we
1: received a gigantic <laughs> four foot long Saints Road dildo yeah. with a giant hammer. He keeps on it.
2: poking me with it.
0: That's I, why I, I, I don't, don't think we'd be allowed to give that away. No. No, I think it's. So it's, I, not, it's I too I, 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 I wouldn't, wouldn't want, I I wouldn't want it. it. It's illegal.
1: I wouldn't give it away. I like mine. I like, it's, it's a giant <laughs> cock shape. It even has bars on it. Yeah, it it's a giant it's cock shape. It's even a bit bat. floppy, isn't it? It flops on the end, yeah. and it weighs about two kilos. It's huge. Yeah, uh, and it sits behind my desk. And you so know what? As long as it's there, I feel safe.
2: Imagine be Imagine you're in writing flow. You're writing some really strong copy, and all of a sudden you hear something flop onto your shoulder. <laughs> you know, you fit, and you know what's happened. You know, you know who it is. You know what he's doing. It's, just, it's, it's a living hell. And you realise it's not the cockbat. Yeah, and then I, then I look around and I can see the cockbats over to my <laughs> right and I look up and Tim's looking down into my eyes and it's, listen, that's for... Uh, that's for Strongcast strong Night's Edition. <laughs> <laughs> that, that isn't for this Strongcast.
1: That's, that's like the, the, the episode of Hollyoaks. The, yeah, the, the rude one, yeah. The rude one where someone gets raped and someone gets murdered and someone comes out and then someone else is And then going. they can't
2: ever talk about it for the rest of Hollyoaks
1: because yeah. it happened beyond. Just, <laughs>
0: just a bit off topic. How do they deal with that in the regular vanilla Saturday show? Because I don't watch Hollyoaks, but I'm aware of that like, a, you, a like, really sinister murder one that happens at night. And then quite a plain one that happens on Sunday go, morning. That did you hear about that? Uh, did
2: you hear about that thing that that incident happened that happened. on Thursday night? And then they go, "Oh, I don't really want to talk about it." <laughs> like we can't talk about it?
1: That's that's the that's one where right. all the girls like, okay, "We're having a party. It's a lingerie party." When are you having it? Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night. Oh, I'm not bloody
2: coming, mate. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know what happens at those parties. Yeah, and then and then after the lingerie party, someone will be like, "I've got AIDS," and then everyone will be like. Wait, but wait So someone got raped and then you're like and then this guy got murdered and it all happened on Thursday night. night yeah it's not you forget Thursday I'm, glad I'm, not, to stay in, I'm glad I'm not
2: the only pervert who tuned into the late edition of Hollyhoaks
1: well um, you know what I've always said we should do is an Xbox or drunk cast that's a that would, that would be that's a disaster waiting to happen yeah that's correct but that is a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen that's a disaster waiting to happen that's where the cockback comes out in full effect <laughs> In full effect, and, yeah, full effect.
0: Uh, Another question
1: So um, yeah The favourite game of the year Will be in uh, this thing Including <laughs> the game of the year As voted for by our readers We got a Critics' Choice Award And uh, we got the Reader's Choice Award yes. we, add, we polled on Facebook We polled on Twitter And we polled by email What's it going to be? You don't know Because there's votes from all over Hmm. Someone asks let uh, me as, as I scroll through <laughs> them <laughs> I feel this is <laughs> when
2: we should be filling time yeah this, this, you see this would be an ideal place for a conversation about Hollyoaks Nights, but we've blown it yeah. we were talking so about it when we, we had people's attention what do you nights? think
1: of the uh, the new Rainbow Six trailer says John, uh, John Crean and do you think it will uh, launch on 360 or possibly on the next gen console 360. 360 360 for sure think, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, early 2014 I think it'll be um, the Ubisoft's they always love a March game so I think March
0: 2013 yeah yeah uh, the trailer is shocking uh, it's meant to be shocking. See your bomb man, but I, I, I don't know whether whether this sort of situation has the capacity to shock us anymore. Mm. It, it depends how deep they go with it, because you know, Call of Duty's modern warfare's bombing a child in Disneyland, London, or wherever it is, is um, well, you it's, know, it's it's, it's 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 a more shocking concept, I think, but but executed in a way that it's just fluff. It's just there to, mm. to, to sort of shock you. And then, you, then you're back on the street shooting men in a corridor.
1: I, I just realised we didn't mention what the word we invented was earlier. Mm-hmm. And we can actually mention it in, contact, in, in context. Because the word we came up with was dicklash, which is, yeah, which is, which is a backlash perpetrated by dicks. That's when, um, it's, for example, it's when, uh, when someone says, you know what, Duke Newcombe is a load of old jobs and one of the, you know, one of the, the, the developers, or we, we won't name, but it's the guy who runs the company, comes along and says, uh, no, it's not. And by the way, all critics are wrong. You guys, all the critics are wrong, and everyone who says Duke Nukem is shy is wrong. That's him being a dick, and it's a backlash. It's a dicklash. It's a dicklash. So <laughs> that's the word we invented. But you know what? There was a kind of a backlash against Modern Warfare. It always, it's always a backlash against Modern Warfare, and that is mm. always, I think, a dicklash, because Modern Warfare is great. Modern mm. Warfare is a really great game. But there was one moment which is unnecessary, it's shocking to the point of pointlessness, and that was the moment when you get this (laughs) little girl blown up in the middle of London. You're like, well, you know what does that say for the game? Mm -hmm. And There's a big difference between shock and awe. Mm -hmm. And awesome is the moment in Modern Warfare 1 when you take off in a helicopter, you're like, let's get out of here, and an atomic bomb goes off, and you die in the street under the shadow of a mushroom cloud. And that's shocking, and it's awesome at the same time. But arguably, no Russian was both shocking and awesome. It was a very was, shocking moment.
2: I, I, for one, loved shooting all those tourists.
1: It, it was. I was to say, it's very much, in, very much in the context half, of the game. It was half and
2: half.
0: I mean, it served a purpose, but its, its primary function was just a shock. It was a it, shock, did, yeah. it did serve a purpose within the story. It
1: definitely told an essential part of the story. You know, that it was played. It was still being played mm-hmm. out. And if you played the last level of Modern Warfare, it's a, a great reprise of that moment, which uh, which you really. I think it was actually a really smart on Infinity War's part where they're like, you know what? Let's take the most famous moment from the series and bring it back, but this time you're playing from the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, what you've got in Modern Warfare 3 is this moment where a bomb goes off in London, and you know what? They could have set a bomb off and blown up anyone they wanted, and it could have been in gameplay. You could have been a soldier who opens the back door of that truck and the bomb goes off. You could have been a soldier running across town trying to get to the bomb, and it could have blown up. You'd be running to down to past Ten Downing Street, and it could explode just at that moment. Because they could have done any of that stuff, mm. and what they chose to do was have some American tourists with a little girl get blown up at point blank range right in front of your face. That was shocking. It was not awesome.
0: No, it was it was a dick move basically yeah. from, from from Infinity World. Uh, it's just and that's so, what so much, so much about that just doesn't doesn't fit in with, with anything at all. Like, it's, it's a British street which is ripped it's, straight, it's straight out British of an, ever. A, a man who's never been to Britain's mind. Mm. He's looked on the internet, he's seen beef eaters and the, the Union Jack. There's and a football and a pub
1: lying on the there. floor. It's like, oh, British people, aren't they like pubs? <laughs> the, f- the other pubs, thing as well. football. Yeah, so it's you just you just don't leave your personal possessions
2: lying around on the pavement in you, London. You have to ask, right?
0: World War Three's kicking off. It's all over the world what the hell are you doing going on holiday yeah. to, to, to Britain? Oh, yeah, i just going on holiday to Britain. New York is in Never ruins. Never mind World War Three. <laughs> New York
1: is literally in ruins. Yeah. Uh, like oh, uh, uh, I flew from, actually, the uh, airport in Des Moines. Yeah, not JFK, because obviously JFK is a military airport these days because, you know, the, it's full of craters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't think about that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I all, actually, I actually, I was actually, I'm from uh, I'm from Utah, though. You know, the war really hasn't touched us there. You know, I'm still holiday, it's great. Yeah, love ultra yeah. Internationalists
2: oh, have stormed, stormed, the US. Just, past yeah, the, i got I'm a nice just, picture. Just of flew it. A no problem.
1: Yeah, flew passenger. Of course, we had to go past New York. That's okay. We, yeah. we we're, we're fine. Now we're here and it's great. I wonder what's in that truck. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's
0: just, just <laughs> ridiculous and and offensive, offensive.
1: And that's the challenge so, Ubisoft Montreal have got. Yeah. How do you shock people and surprise people without offending them? And I think the trick is. There's a, a really good line again. I think I might have mentioned it before that uh, Tom said on from PC Gamer said he said interactivity Not Tom Clancy. No, not Tom Clancy. Tom Francis from PC Gamer. He said, you know, interactivity is meaningless without some kind of consequence. Mm. So if you're sitting there, and this is heavy rains, a bad perpetrator for this, you'll say you have got to press this button to do this thing. Mm. If you don't press the button, nothing happens. You're sit there staring at them blankly forever mm. until you press the button, and then you get the interaction. Well, what? rainbow six needs to do is that it's got this moment kiss wife you press it and you kiss her you don't press it and she goes maybe maybe you don't see what consequence you get but it needs a consequence she has to mm. go what no kiss on your birthday i don't get a kiss like, and you need that moment mm. uh you know you need that moment where it says you know turn on tv or don't turn on tv if you turn on the tv you will get to watch the tv broadcast if you don't turn it on maybe you read the paper and said and it's like small consequences mm. but that also has to extend to the big consequences when you're gonna, that guy's on the bridge at the end, and he's about to explode. And I'm hoping everyone's watched it. If not, watch it on YouTube. He's about to explode. There has to be this moment where you're looking at this guy. Sorry, we got a crackle in the studio. It's very weird.
2: It's mm. probably fun. It's probably nothing.
1: So you've got this, um, this moment where this guy's about to explode, and it mm. says, basically, execute hostage. Do you, do you kill? Do you kill the guy who's about to explode, or not? And if the consequence is. Chuck him off a bridge or you die. Mm. That's not a fun choice. Mm. But if there's 10 seconds on the clock and the choice is, do I wait for my bomb disposal man to defuse it? Mm. Or do I just to get this guy off the bridge? Then it's a choice. Then the mm. choice is like, the story. if the story continues, but you're complaining as someone else who didn't get blown up, then then it's a choice. Yeah. If you're like, look, I've invested in this guy, I've invested in this team, there's people all around me, and I can chuck this guy off the bridge, but my bomb disposal command is saying, I can do this, I can do this, just give me one more second, one more yeah, second, yeah, yeah. I can do this. And you're, you've got to make the choice to give him one more second, and he's got it wrong, and you all die, mm. and then the next mission you're playing as a completely new cast of guys they were as like, a
2: result. They're like, did you hear what happened on a Thursday night on the bridge? Then, <laughs> it's, it's, the a, Holy then it's a
1: choice, then it's exciting, <laughs> then it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. Okay, well, um, I think that's it for the strong cast we've been wittering on for quite a while. Uh, we hope you enjoy this one. Uh, as per usual, check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at XboxWorldMag. And, um, yeah, send us an email, at FutureNet.com. Just,
1: um, just just get in touch in any way yeah. you can. We, uh, we'd love to hear from you, especially since we're coming up to Christmas. Send us a Christmas card. Come on. Yeah. Or a Christmas card. i write some Christmas presents. Ooh, even better. So you what, if you keep your eye on Twitter and Facebook over the next uh, next few weeks, you will see us giving away some Christmas mm. presents.
0: Only new Christmas presents to give mm. away. But, um, yep, yeah, from me and the rest of the team, we'll see you next time. Farewell.
1: Bye. Bye-bye, guys. Farewell. <laughs>